0: Bobby
1: Bones, post-show, pre-show. Hey, guys. Gwyneth Paltrow has a knife on her website. It's $350, and it sold out almost immediately. On Goop? On Goop. What yeah. is it? What's so cool about it? Let me see. I just saw the headline. I was like, Mike, hand me that story real quick. Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle website, Goop, is advertising a bread knife worth 350 bucks. Oh, a bread a knife. A
2: bread? Wow.
1: Is that... That would well, be like a butter knife, like right? Like really
2: simple, and I thought it was some hardcore like stick knife or something.
1: The actress, 48 years old, is urging shoppers to splash out on their cookware, and let's put this knife up. There's also another bread knife that costs $37 on the site, and nobody's really buying that one. Oh, they want the expensive. One. They're buying the big daddy, 300. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. You know what? We were talking on the show last week about Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. We're playing that game. There's one in our mall. Here is there? I had no idea. Did you go in there? No, of course oh. not. They have somebody standing out front, I guess, to eyeball who's going in. Uh huh. No, I didn't go in that store, but I didn't know that it was here too. But was I walked by the company. They had like binoculars in the window. I did look in the window. <laughs> uh, a bride to be asks her guests to compete in a photo contest. For what? Taking pictures, so she doesn't have to hire a photographer. Smart. Oh, and a genius. lot of people were hating on her, but I was like, "This is great if you can't." Hire a photographer? You're going to have people do it for you? That's great. Yeah, super smart. A bride-to-be is getting in trouble online after she seemed to come up with a creative way to cut down on wedding costs. On the Wedding Shaming Facebook group, they talked about this and like, why wouldn't she just hire a photographer? Listen, everybody doesn't have money growing on trees. Sometimes you got to make cuts.
2: Yeah, and there's a Facebook group called Wedding Shaming. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. Sounds like a terrible place. It's almost as bad as our Facebook page at times. (laughs) Yeah. That's known as Bobby Shaming, a lot of it. Uh, finally, this was the, the, the Whopper, and I was going to do this on the show, but I only had one place I could do it on the show, and I didn't get to it in time. It's an after 830 bit. Oh, oh my. Oh, it's a, great. It, it's
3: What's a, it about? It, it's a bit after
1: dark. <laughs> a British Airways stewardess reportedly has been offering adult entertainment during flights. What? Awesome.
2: What does that what do mean, awesome? mean exactly? I read
1: this last night and thought, wow, British Airways is investigating claims that one of its air stewardesses is working as a prostitute who offers adult entertainment during flights, even sells her underwear to passengers.
2: (laughs) How does she even go about initiating that?
1: She can probably tell
4: how the clientele is acting. What do you mean acting? I would look at you and go, on the fence. No, no, no. Like, first, you got to see that the guy's got to be like, hello, like, (laughs) start flirting with a girl. Then she'll probably go one more step and be like, here's my number, and if he bites, oh, he's in.
1: I would just think it would be like a middle-aged guy that's got a little scraggly facial hair. Is it right. completely in shape? <laughs> Looking at myself right now, what? That's me. <laughs> I'm just saying, generally. <laughs> the unidentified flight attendant advertises her services through racy snaps on social media, mainly focused on her stockings, feet, and legs, and teased that she often wears no underwear during flights. Those underwear are instead sold for $33 a pop, half the amount it costs for a securing fee to later meet her at a hotel, she allegedly told an investigative reporter for a UK paper. As well as offering sex between travels, she offers unspecified X-rated treats to passengers if the money is right. Treats. Quote, if you ever want adult entertainment on board, all you have to do is give me a sum of money and you'll be treated to a whole different experience of your choice.
2: Oh, like she can help buckle you up or something?
1: I don't think so. I Amy. never thought about that. Dang, dirty mind goes yeah. right to it.
2: Well, I'm thinking, how does she? I don't know. What I was these thinking she'd whisper are. something in your
1: ear, and Amy's going full on <laughs> champagne room.
2: No, she would help you buckle.
1: No, oh, I get it. No, no, we all get it.
2: <laughs> okay, so that's what she was doing. She—it's kind of like you can't choose your flight attendants, but maybe if they. Followed her account and they knew they flew British Airways. Then maybe if she ended up on their flight,
1: or if you follow her, you can just DM her and be like, "Hey, what flight are you going to be on?"
2: Yeah, and then you—that's an expensive that's trip. <laughs> Where are you flying to? Nowhere. I just wanted to see you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty romantic
2: though.
3: Ugh. Ugh. That's
1: it. That's it for today. Um, anything? Else, anything you want to say, Amy? No. Uh, check out Mike's podcast, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. He's talking about Christmas movies, the most rewatchable Christmas movies. So you can do that. Otherwise, I think that's it for now. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Thanks for getting on our Facebook page and watching this, which a lot of you are now, or you go back and watch it. Um, and that's it. All right, see you guys. Here we go. Uh-huh. Come on,
3: Bobby.
5: Bobby Transmitting right. America. Turn it up.
3: this is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's
1: go. What's happening, friends? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Here we are. Yeah, but, yeah, I tell you, I didn't overeat which I'm very excited hey, about. Good for you. I was listening to the radio yesterday. I'm not sure who the DJ was. I shouldn't call them DJs. Although <laughs> no, they do play no, a lot, a lot, they yeah, do play they a lot of music. We don't we don't really. Like. spinning. So she was going, you know, I saw Bobby's Instagram and he looked like he was cooking up a lot of food. I can't wait to hear what he all he cooked. And so uh, Caitlin said that was funny because I didn't cook crap. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is my move. And I'll only share this once. Whenever I'm in the middle of something cooking wise, I take a picture of it, even if it's only for a second, because that lasts forever. I cut a few sweet potatoes, but that's it. And by the way, I was ridiculed for how I cut. I keep my fingers out, apparently, I'm
4: supposed to. It was pretty awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It looked like I was actually cooking up a whole meal. And it really looked like it because I actually wrote that in the caption. Like I'm taking care of the meal for everybody. Huh. So I could see how that was confused. Sure. But all I did being honest here, was cut up a few potatoes, like slice them. (laughs) And with Caitlin, by the way. Uh, Another thing I'll do is, if she needs me to mix something, she's like, hey, will you mix this real quick while she's cooking? Because she's a great cook. I'll mix, and I'll take a picture of me doing it, and be like, oh, I've been working all day on this. (laughs) I don't do crap. I'm a terrible cook. I don't like to cook. But I do take advantage of those brief instances when I do have a utensil in my hand. Mm. So a bit unfair. I'm just putting it out here now, really early in the morning when none of them people listening. That I really didn't cook. Caitlin did all the cooking. No, Caitlin was part of it. Her mom and her mom did most of the cooking. It looked like it was a family affair. Yeah. There were six of us total. It was only the immediate family. Uh, I think usually they have a big because I went to Oklahoma for Thanksgiving. I think usually they have a big everybody from all over. They all live there and they come together. We did not do that this year because of COVID. Yeah. But it's great. We played uh turkey bowl in the backyard. Played football? Nobody, well, nobody got hurt? Nobody got hurt. Her dad played all time quarterback. <laughs> And her and her sister took on me and her sister's fiance. Uh, and we dominated. And we only got two downs to score. They got four. And they kept saying we cheated. We probably did. it's When you play defense and you're we were guarding somebody, sometimes you push and hold and sure. spit on them and stuff. You know? no, oh, spit. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's not fair. That didn't happen. I'm just kidding. But we did a lot of driving over Thanksgiving. We drove here to Arkansas. And the plan was to see just my sister and her kids. But someone at my sister's restaurant got COVID, one of her bartenders. So she was like, I don't think I can see you because I got tested. I got everybody tested before we could see him. So I was like, okay. So we drove to Arkansas, didn't do anything. Spent the night at the cabin, drove to Oklahoma, was able to actually have a night there. Drove back to Arkansas, was going to see uh, my sister or Arkansas Keith, but because of the COVID, then we're like, let's just not. And then has, has it been, That guy that we know that has COVID, has that been in public or no? No. Okay, I can't say? No. What? What guy? Somebody that we know has COVID. Oh, yes, yes. And I was around him for a brief second, and I got tested four times over the break. And you're good? All good. I didn't get tested on my own recognizance. I got tested because American Idol sent someone to find me um, my Nat G. But anyway, I was nervous, so I didn't want to see Arkansas Keith. and So, so our parents did that. Got tested four times. Drove home. A lot of driving. Went to Cracker Barrel three times.
4: <laughs> I saw that. Dominated oh. <laughs> Cracker Barrel.
1: Was actually in Cracker Barrel in Russellville, Arkansas. And everybody's pretty kind about n- not coming too close. So, so we're, Caitlin and I are eating, or about to start eating. Also, people won't come up if you're eating food, which is great. I don't want anybody to bother. If, I, if the food's on the table, let's talk after or let's talk before. I'd love to talk to you, but not until... But... Um, and I won't I won't say who he is exactly, but an SEC referee came up to me.
3: Wow, that's cool.
1: And he that's was cool. he was like, "Hey, man!" I was like, "What's happening?" He goes, "Uh, you know, big fan." I said, "Oh, thanks for listening to the show." I said, "What do you, What do you do?" And he goes, "I'm an SEC referee." Oh, that's he just it. finished. It was he pull all, up a tear?
4: Well, I wanted him to. <laughs> I think that's all he needed to say for you to be like, "Sit down." I, I want to ask you a thousand questions. I had a thousand, <laughs> and I was lobbing him to him like five tables away.
1: I like, was what like,
2: kind of questions? I oh, was like, gosh. "What's John
1: Calipari like?" You know, and who's he, that? he coaches Kentucky. I was like, what's Bruce Pearl like? Mm-hmm. Like, who's, which coach gets in your face? I could have sat there for two hours. Yeah. It was amazing. Drawn up scenarios. Yes. Like, all right, so if this happens here, what do you call? <laughs> well, I didn't want to, and I told him, I said, hey, everything's confidential. He still didn't. I want him to give me like some <laughs> dirt, gossip. Yeah. Some, you know, really spill the tea. Uh, but there wasn't any. But he was super nice. He paid for Caitlin and I's meal.
3: Wow.
1: Which That's was, cool. we didn't know until we, we were leaving. So, just had a had a good Thanksgiving. So, a lot of driving. So, what's Bruce Pearl like? Very, like, he likes to man you up. Like, if you get up, if he gets in your face and you get back in his face, he'll respect you. Nice. If you're like,
2: uh,
1: he's going to run over you all game. I love that, dude. It's great, man. <laughs>
2: that's awesome. It
1: was great. I geeked up. What, Amy?
2: Nothing. I just, <laughs> you understand I'm, this coach? He sweats. He
1: yells, yeah, he's all he's over. Awesome. He used to coach Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's all. I had a good Thanksgiving. Everything's, everything's rocking. I'll check in with you guys about yours later. Um, you want to get started? We have Sam Hunt coming up later today. Mm-hmm. Awesome. He's going to be in studio to perform. Also, Lunchbox versus the Ladies NFL Trivia.
6: It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land.
3: Number five.
1: A 70-year-old man in Arizona credits Alex Trebek for saving his life. He watched Alex talk about some of the early warning signs of pancreatic cancer and thought, well, I should just go to the doctor. They caught it early. He has a good prognosis. Here he is talking about it.
3: I was lucky enough to
0: happen to turn on Jeopardy on the day that he happened to do his public service announcement. I had been having an upper abdomen pain. If I hadn't been paying attention, if I hadn't happened to stumble across Alex Trebek's uh, recording, his his public service announcement, I wouldn't be here.
1: What a great Great story.
3: Number
1: four. A woman who got a severe coronavirus case in early March gave birth to premature twins via C-section while she was in an induced coma. How crazy is that? She came out of the coma several days later and was surprised to meet her babies, and now they're all at home doing well.
2: It's awesome. Wow. Number
1: three. A wiener dog in Colorado ended up being quite the hero when he saved the life of his chaiweenie friend from the jaws of a mountain lion, Winston came to the aid of Miho after the mountain lion pounced and snatched him into its jaws. Winston, the weenie dog, barked right in the mountain lion's ear until Miho was dropped. Miho lost an eye, but is alive thanks to his friend. Here is his owner talking about it.
3: This is his best friend, so I'm not surprised that when he was screaming that he chased after
1: him. Because, I mean, he continued to scream and he turned around and came right back for him. He's a hero.
3: <laughs> Number two.
1: Ryan Ledbetter came to the rescue of a 93-year-old man who lost his wedding ring while doing yard work. The ring is even more sentimental now because his wife had passed away a few years back. The man's daughter put a post up on Facebook and said, hey, can we get some help? That's when Ledbetter and his trusty metal detector came over to the house, swooped in, and helped find the ring. Here's a new story from NBC10 News with everyone involved.
3: I didn't realize it till later on that night. I couldn't find it. He held it up. I found it. I found it.
4: I was happy to see him be happy once I found it.
3: We're really grateful
4: that he found it and that he stepped
3: up just to come out and said, I'll be there tomorrow morning. And he was here. There's a lot of good in the world.
1: Come on. And finally, number one. Nine-year-old Cole is fighting cancer and loves going to his local Starbucks because they give him a pep talk and a special cheer every time he goes in. He decided to bring his five-year-old friend, Spencer, who is also getting chemo, so he could get a pep talk, too. Here's a clip.
3: Cole right now is fighting cancer, and he's being a big champ. So on three, we're going to say, you got this. So one, two, three. You 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 got this, buddy.
1: And Spencer, you too. Hey, just because you're not here, you still got this. We're still here rooting for you, okay? Awesome. That's what I'm talking about. That's the good news countdown. That was the good news countdown. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Sam Hunt. Sam, how are you? Good. Good to see you. You're right. Good to see you too, man. <laughs> Don't need t- to into this mic here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. <laughs>
3: all right.
1: um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, As Sam is here just... with his band, and they're all they're going to play Opry style in a second. So it is a kind of a weird setup. Why did you want to come in and and, and play this more acoustic way?
7: Yeah, well, we've been shut down, you know, all summer, and I have been a big fan of bluegrass music for a long time. Now, I'm not good enough to keep up with these guys, but I have uh, um, my brother-in-law, who uh, just married into the family, um, is a great picker and player, and he lives about 200 yards from my house. So we've been getting together um, during the summer and entertaining ourselves. He's been showing me the ropes a little bit.
1: Is one so, of these guys your brother-in-law?
7: Yeah, this is Mason. This is my brother in law. Mason, here. how are you? Mason are <laughs> yeah.
1: He was talking about his brother-in-law, and I was like, hopefully one of the guys he's Yeah. He's like, you know, my brother-in-law taught me a lie. I didn't bring him today.
7: <laughs> uh, yeah, he's here in the flesh.
1: You guys so he- are gonna enjoy. I was listening to Soundcheck. I think our audience is really gonna love what you guys are about to do. Uh, but I was thinking about you because you, you put out Southside mm-hmm. April 3rd. It was right in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. I guess the front side of it. And I was admitting to this that because there was so much news happening and we were all like looking left and right, and I didn't get a chance to really listen to Southside until about two or three months ago. And now I think it's like the greatest record of the year. Oh,
7: man, I appreciate that.
1: But But I think, though, that so many people missed out on the impact of not just your music, but all music, because the impact hit a little different. Did you find that?
7: Yeah, we all had more important things to worry about uh, about the time that we dropped that record but you know i had taken a little bit of a break and and had not put out much music in a while so when we picked this date back in you know i had had tentative days in the past and this was one of those times when it was like okay hella come hell or high water this date we're gonna make it work and then the the uh pandemic hit and that was before we really knew i think the trajectory of it that was back when we were hearing that oh here by easter it'll be cleared up so at that point in time i thought well you know let's just put this we may even still tour you know so let's put this record out and um even if i knew what i know now i think i still would have put the record out because from there I went, i've I've been inspired to go on and start trying to work on new music and make up for lost time but um but yeah it's, it's one of those things that maybe it'll have a slow creep and and you know like yourself folks will listen to it down the road even if they haven't listened to it yet you know it's probably gonna be a little while before we get to play them live again so people have plenty of time to hopefully tune in and check it out
1: you know I was I was thinking about you and I have a bunch of friends who work in the industry either working at record labels or even artists that are doing deals now. And I don't know if mm-hmm. you realize your impact on that and that a lot of artists now don't want to do full records as far yeah. as a deal. And they're like, "Well, listen, Sam's putting out a couple songs at a time and what you're doing is influencing other record deals. Do you do you realize that?"
7: Yeah, I think the the um the uh that was inevitable, I think. I think I, you know, I, I was in a position to to start doing that a little bit, but I think that was inevitable, whether I, you know I started doing that or not. But it, um, but you know, I, I about a, two years ago, I thought, you know, I don't know if I'll put out another record, and then I changed my tune on that a little bit because I, I still appreciate records, and when some of the artists I like put out full records, I like to sit down and listen to a whole record. So I don't, I think it'll it'll be sort of a hybrid. Like there'll be times when some songs fit on a record or don't fit on a record, where you just put them out, and then. Other times, you know, you'll have a body of work that has a little more um, continuity, and you can put that out as a
1: record. I have no attention span anymore.
7: Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, well, what happens is I'll go through a record.
7: Right. That's a big That's a big part of it. And also, we have access to so much music. So it, you got, you know, there's so much music out there. So you just give them, give them nuggets at a time.
1: And... Let's say your record, for example. How many tracks were on this record, the Slash record, Southside? we ended
7: up with 12, maybe, on
1: there. If I will unfairly listen all the way through and go, you know, and that one's not for me, and then wipe it off immediately, even though I probably shouldn't have done that.
7: Well, yeah. So the old, you know, the old back when we, when songs would grow on you, you know, you you'd listen to songs because you were listening to a record and you, you know, you skip to the next song and... Eventually, you know, you you might a song might grow on you and it becomes one of your favorite songs, but now it's like you kind of get one shot, never give it a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. anyway,
1: Southside's awesome, Thanks, love it. Boy, um, do you that. constantly have a song in your head being the songwriter that you are? Is there always something up there? No, I wish because I'd probably get more songs written, but
7: <laughs> <laughs> they come in little bursts, and uh, and, and you know, um, I'm always thinking about it, I'm constantly like trying to, uh, you know, I wake up in the morning sometimes with a tune in my head and I'll sing it, write it down, but. And ninety percent of what you know, what hits me as having potential ends up, you know, not having so much potential. So you just kind of wait for those ones that come along. Every, I'd say every two or three months, a song will come along that I'm like, okay, this could be a song I could write and put on the record. Um, but in the meantime, you know, you're you're just like fishing or digging for gold every day. You just
1: you just keep it up until you finally try to hit something worth putting out. Are you still writing for other artists at all, or is it all when you go into a room, you're trying to find your next thing?
7: I've just been writing for myself because. Um, I'm, if I write for myself all the time, I'm able to scratch out a record, you know, over a two-year period, and that's about all I can manage. But I miss um, – sometimes I get in my head and I got this bullseye of what I want to write, or, you know, and, and and it gets harder and harder to hit as opposed to when you're writing for just maybe somebody could cut this. You know, there's a lot more options in terms of ideas, and you're not sitting there saying, would I say it like this? Would I say it like that? Or does this sound like me? So um, I miss writing with a more, you know – more openly with with the idea that somebody could record it other than me
1: in mind. Um, So I'm trying to lean back on that a little bit. You ever write a song, and it's a very personal song about where you are in your life then, but it's so long before you're going to cut it that you go, you know what, it's a good song, but I just don't feel that way anymore.
7: Yeah, for sure. Especially the songs that are like a little more honest. or It's like you're in a whole new headspace, and and you almost can't – you have to remember the guy – that guy, what was he thinking about or feeling at that time? But um, So you've sacrificed good songs because you don't feel that way anymore? Possibly. Um, yeah, there, there have been some songs that I think are, you know, and, and this is saying a lot because i put out some fairly honest, I guess, vulnerable songs, but there have been some that I'm like, nah, no, I can't, I can't say that publicly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sam Hunt is here. He's got the band with him. This is a very interesting setup. Uh, do you, you want to introduce somebody real quick before we play? Do you know all yeah, their names? Because I, I don't want to put you in a I bad spot. you all
7: just have met this morning. Is that right? <laughs> yeah.
1: That's freaking crazy. <laughs> right. Except for your brother-in-law, because if that <laughs> was only this morning, you're in trouble.
2: Wait, and then y'all, like, because we heard them They walked in up. and crushed it. Yes. Like, it seemed like y'all had been practicing Yeah, I mean, for... they,
7: don't, they don't need rehearsal warm-up. They just step up and go. Wow. But I've got everybody's first name down. Cody. Tell me your last name, Cody. Kilby. Kilby. Then Gavin. Largent. Yeah. And Evan. Windsor. This is Mason Nolan, my uh, brother-in-law, Greg Davis, Greg. All
2: right. So how? Wait, hold on. How do y'all? Who brings y'all together if you're meeting? Is there like a Bumble for musicians <laughs> or right. something? So the, everybody in the, help on, the mic, help,
7: knows, help on that mic, Sam. Hop on that mic. Hop on that mic. Everybody in the bluegrass community knows. They pretty much. I mean, you guys all know each other, and know at least one person removed. And um, so I called Mason, knowing that he he was he's plugged in because he's playing jams, and and I actually saw these guys play at the Station Inn about two months ago. Hmm. Um, with uh, Greg's brother and uh, I just had a blast watching them play. So um, Mason knows these guys, and he was nice enough to um, reach out, and these guys were nice enough to join us this morning.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I heard one of them go, "It is early," and I'm like, shut your <laughs> mouth right now." We've been up yeah, like right. seven hours already. It is early for you guys, though. So, um, how about this? Uh, let's do. You mind doing a little take your time?
7: Yeah, we haven't really rehearsed a lot of these songs, so we're gonna kind of just kind of <laughs> p- let her rip. Just take it rest, feel it along, and see how it goes. <laughs> I don't know if you
6: were looking at me or not. You probably smile like that all the time. I don't mean to bother you, but I couldn't just walk by and not say hi. And I know your name because everybody in here knows your name. You're not looking for anything right now. So I don't want to come home strong. But don't get me wrong Your eyes are so intimidating My heart is pounding but It's just a conversation No girl I'm not a wasted You don't know me I don't know you But I want to And I don't want to steal your freedom I don't want to change your mind I don't have to make you love me I just want to take your time and I don't want to wreck your Friday. I ain't gonna waste my life. I don't have to take your heart. I just want to take your time. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's awesome. That sounds so cool. Like, that. Yeah. Yeah. it's not even just stripped down, it's like, again, blue, grassed up.
7: Yeah. And even a moody song like that can kind of make you smile. And happy. That's like, awesome, yeah, man! Yeah. Makes you happy. <laughs> Holy
1: cow! Okay, let me challenge you guys then, because um hard to forget, sonically, is the mm-hmm. opposite of this.
7: Right? Yeah, it's it's got that you know that old Web Pierce song, uh, in there. But,
1: you but We put
7: some drums and we make make it what what I guess you call swing a little bit more. So the rhythm is not a rhythm that you would find in traditional music and a lot of the you know blue old, bluegrass songs and some of the old country music there's there's a lot more over, overlap there
1: so can um, you guys pull that off hard to forget yeah let's see As uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> let's see
7: <laughs> we kind of we'll have to lean on like play a little more like web pierce would play okay I cool
3: think.
6: I saw your sister at work, I saw your mama at church, I'm pretty sure I saw your car at the mall. I see your face in the clouds, I smell your perfume in crowds, I swear your numbers all my phone wants to call. It's kind of funny how I can't sing to get away from you. It's almost like you don't want me to. You've got a cold heart and the cold heart truce Got a bottle of whiskey, but I got no proof that you showed up tonight And that dress just to mess with my head And so much for so long, out of sight, out of mind Girl, you're looking so good, it's driving me out of mind Oh, you're breaking my heart, baby, you're playing hard to forget
1: that's awesome, guys. That's so good. Is that fun to play it that way?
7: Yeah, it is fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Just hearing these guys play is just, yeah. But I, when I want to get in a good mood, I put on bluegrass music at the house. So it That's is fun.
1: So much fun. I also want to mention, I saw Sam walking through the classroom room talking to Raymundo, who is your, he's a stalker. <laughs> let's be honest. Do you ever see him on your Instagram posting things, or do you just I've, not even like uh, him? Back a couple years ago, I, I did, he still, but um, he still does. He still does. <laughs> All the time, Raymond. Appreciate the
7: love. I tell, tell him that every time we come in.
1: Yeah, he, So that what he's wearing today is a flannel. Do you recognize that flannel?
7: Yeah, I do. Because he, uh, I remember he was he, he complimented my outfit last time, and uh, so I, we sent him over some uh, some a uh, shirt and some shoes. And we talked. <laughs> we talked about playing basketball. He's wearing it now. But they shut us down. I got recovery, Jordan's so We not been on. able to get our hooping in yet. Yeah.
1: Well, Ray is your biggest fan, and when you we were talking I with them, it, like, these guys, were always talking to your, your band here, and I was like. Raymundo is in heaven right now. When you meet a, a man who is obsessed with you.
7: I love it because it takes some humility to be, to say like, because a lot of times, you know, I'll be playing a show and I, I can tell when like the the girlfriend drugged the boyfriend to the show and he's just got his arms crossed and he doesn't want to show any sort of, he doesn't want to, you know, he will not want me to know that he's got any interest in being there. Um, so it takes some, uh, I, I love it. I
1: appreciate it. Raymundo, he appreciates Well, Yeah, I know he can't hear me, but <laughs> he yeah. can't hear you, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, but
2: does he? But maybe he has something to say. Do you have something you well, want to Sam say? Well, Sam can't hear though because I well, he have headphones on. Relay it.
1: Okay. Go ahead. Raise anything you want to say. We caught up coming in. Yeah, I mean, we had a great talk for one minute. I mean, the dude probably changed my day, my week, my month. <laughs> it was said awesome. He changed his day, his week, his month for the talk. Oh, uh, I love you, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: and like he just got married too. So th- where is oh, this? Congrats! Did
1: you? Yeah, uh, me and his brother got married the same weekend. He said he, that's oh, destiny. Way. Your brother got married the same weekend. It was oh, destiny nice. that you're friends.
7: So you're three. you You're Oh, well, yeah. Hey, we'll all double date. Or, well, I guess it, <laughs> that'd be a triple date, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, okay.
2: <laughs> He's okay. a stalker, but it's like safe. He's a safe... Absolutely. Like, if you got to have a stalker, raise
1: the one you want. Yeah. Absolutely. If you have to have one. He fully means trust well. Right. I have two things. One, um, we're about to play Breaking Up Was Easy in the 90s, uh, but... If there's any chance you could bring this whole setup back to St. Jude, we're going to do the St. Jude Radiothon. We'd love for you to come play, and if you bring all the guys, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. So, cool. Let's write that down. Sam yeah, Hunt is put, in. Put me down. And then let's play Breaking Up Was Easy right. in the 90s. Not, not live. Here, we're going to play a Spin It. Oh, God. Save you. it for St. Jude. <laughs> we're going to play yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Save your fingers, because we'll play it for St. Jude in a few weeks. Okay. All right, cool. Bobby Bone Show.
6: Bonehead. Story of the Day.
0: This story comes to us from Northampton, Virginia. A man was all excited. He bought a brand new car. He pulls out of the car dealership. Almost crashes into a police vehicle. They pull him over, and he never bought insurance. So
1: 30 seconds after he bought the car, they seize the car. Doesn't the dealership go, we can't let you leave without insurance? I guess not. Is that not what they do? They don't care? (laughs) I feel
2: like they take your license and your insurance and all the things.
1: I felt like they should go, hey, you can't leave the lot without all... Like, you can't go without a driver's license, right? Right. Or do or can you? No way. Can you just walk up with a backpack full of cash, <laughs> no license, no insurance, and get a car? Yes.
2: No. I mean, I guess at this place you can. <laughs>
1: Interesting.
2: Nowhere I've been.
1: All right. Well, also a bonehead to drive off the lot almost hit a cop car because you're not looking. Mm-hmm. And then two, do not have insurance. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. Come on.
6: It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good.
1: Thanksgiving came early for fire stations in Shreveport, Louisiana, last weekend. Alexis and Cody Parsley surprised firefighters by making and delivering turkey dinners and all the trimmings to the stations in the area to show their appreciation for the firefighters' hard work. The couple spent 11 hours on Friday cooking with family and friends, and then did it—drove it all around. It's awesome. I saw another one too, where a bunch of people did dog shelters, and they fed over 800 dogs. That's oh, cool. Love that. Quote unquote Thanksgiving dinner. It's just great. The gesture meant so much to the firefighters. They're very grateful. One of the firefighters, Alan Smith, said, just to know we have people out there like that, it keeps our hopes up. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. I loved that story. Wanted to share it. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here we go.
3: Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go.
1: Hey, in a few minutes, we got an update on... Me trying to buy Eddie's soul. Yeah, Eddie says he's coming with new, kind of a new. I got feeling. something for you. I want to buy your. I was telling people over Thanksgiving. What did they think? I said I'm really trying to buy Eddie's soul. They were like, "What do you mean?" I said, I- "I've offered him money, and I wanted to write on a piece of paper, Bobby now owns my soul." Signed, Eddie. I assume they asked why. They were like, "What are you going to do with it?" I was like, "Who knows?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so dope. So we'll come. We'll get back into that coming up in a minute. Uh, I get a lot of emails asking if I'm going back to American Idol this season, and I am. I haven't started shooting yet. I actually start next week. Uh, there?
3: hmm Wow.
1: And all of L.A. is shut down. Mm-hmm. There are No restaurants inside and out. Nothing. But much like we're considered essential, we're considered essential there too.
3: Huh. Who knew? Oh,
1: cool. Yeah. So nice. as of right now, I'm still doing American Idol. I started Hollywood Week this year. And so I go back and I'll be there for you know, four or five days doing this show and doing that, obviously. Um, so because of that, I have an American Idol game.
2: Okay.
1: okay. Well, one, to just make... What?
2: I just don't feel like I'm going to be very good at this. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> what the, is, who's the host? Ryan Seacrest. Uh,
1: that That's is correct. Like <laughs> Who, yeah, you got one. Who's the full-time mentor? Bobby Bill. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't count. Do you know the three judges? Yeah. Go.
2: Hold on. Hold on. They've changed. Luke Bryan, um, Lionel Richie, Katy Perry. Right. Bro. They
1: haven't changed in my four years there. Well,
2: I know, but I had like Paula Abdul, (laughs) Simon Cowell.
1: Let's see how good everyone is at remembering American Idol winners. I'll give you the winning American Idol song. Just name the artist. Okay? Mm -hmm. Season one, A Moment Like This.
3: A moment like this. Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like
1: this. Amy, you know that one? Kelly Clarkson. Right. It's the easiest one, season one. Nailed it. All right, over to you, Eddie, see if you can name this one.
4: <laughs> All right. You're flying Season two. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big clue. I'm going to go with Ruben Stuttered. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Ruben Stuttered. Correct. All right, Lunchbox,
1: we're to season three. See if you can name this.
3: 2004.
0: <laughs> All right, Lunchbox. Oh, it's my girl, Fantasia Barino. Wow. Correct. Nice. <laughs> He's going to dominate
1: this game. Yeah. Okay, next up, Amy, see if you can name season four's winner.
3: She misses
1: this one.
2: <laughs> Carrie Underwood.
1: <laughs> Correct. Good. All right, Eddie. Ready? They get a little uh, harder of now. Of course, it gets harder. Here we go. Season five, 2007. I have no idea. the only
3: question with me now.
4: Taylor, Taylor. That's all I got. Taylor, T- Taylor, H. <laughs> it's H. Taylor. Uh, oh gosh, white hair, dude. Some
1: people, yeah, some people say that I'm this hot.
3: No, <laughs> Thank not. you, Ed. No, 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 no. I'm just. Thank no, you. It's like H. Because it's with
4: an H. I know it's Taylor. Um, Three seconds. What? Some some people say this about me. You're happy time. Taylor
1: hit. It
2: rhymes with. <laughs> Oh,
4: my gosh.
1: They say you're what? A hick. hick yeah. <laughs> Dang it. All right, Lunchbox, see if you can name this next one up. Season 6, 2007. This is
3: my love. Now you breathing in the moment. As I look around. I can't believe
1: can you name that one?
0: Uh, I believe she dated Jason Derulo for a long
1: time. Jordan Sparks. That's correct. Do y'all yeah. remember... Yeah, you I and her know. awkward.
2: Oh, my but gosh. That was, so that, that was your ever? fault. But it was awkward.
1: I know, but you— Very but, awkward. But we can't— What happened? Amy asked Jordan Sparks to sing with her on a and a radio, and Jordan was like, uh— oh, They were just, no. like, outside <laughs> at the mall. <laughs> hey, Did I was do just do trying it?
2: to be Duet? fun. <laughs> no, some people are fun, and she straight up was like, uh, no. That's probably smart. No, it, it would have been fun. It All right. was
1: rude. See, uh, we'll do a sudden speed round on this one. Uh, season 7, if you know who this is, buzz with your name. Here you go.
2: Amy. Amy. Clay Aiken?
1: Incorrect. Oh, he was in season two. Oh,
2: yeah. He was in
1: season two. Wow.
2: Oh, oh, Amy.
1: No, it's, it's Lunchbox's time. Oh. I know you're new to games on this show, <laughs> considering you've been, I don't know, beside me for 15 years. Go ahead, Lunchbox. Listen to it.
0: Ah, uh, This is that paint guy. Um, David Cook. Correct. What? what? Yeah. Oh, I thought
2: it was Chris Daughtry.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Daughtry never won.
2: Oh.
3: Duh. I think he lost to
1: Jordan <laughs> Sparks. Clay Aiken. Daughtry never won, but actually lived down the road from Chris Daughtry. Right now? Yeah.
4: He lives right down the road?
1: Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah.
4: You're Crazy.
1: He's like a neighbor. He came over at my other house and did a Bobby cast. He, that guy's made a lot of money. You
4: all should go jogging
1: together or something. He was, uh, Him and I got into a weird fight when I was like 20. <laughs> I know. Who knew? Who thinks I'd fight with somebody? But I took something wrong, or he said something wrong. Of course. You got offended
4: we, by something? Yeah. yeah.
1: And we got into it, and then, but then we kind of were like, you know what? We're adults now. Yeah, that was a long time ago. We can move on. It's a great Bobby cast, though, because had, Daughtry had so many big hits. That's cool. Made a lot of money from that. Well, nice job, nice job. Lunch is the big winner. Coming from the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela Studio on Music Row, The Bobby Bones Show. We have an update next where I try to buy something very personal to Eddie. I've made an offer. I thought he couldn't refuse it. He did, but he's coming back today. We'll do some wheeling and dealing coming up in a second. And also, if you missed it, we'll have Sam Hunt on later. It was fantastic. Love that you guys are here. Back in one second. Coming from the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela Studio on Music Row, we are the Bobby Bone Show. That's right. I gave Eddie a week and I offered him $150 for his soul. Now what that means is you have to write it on a piece of paper. Sure. I, Eddie, give Bobby my soul and then sign it. Yes. And we'll find a notary public to watch it make it official will you
4: sell me your soul for two hundred dollars i will sell you my soul and i thought about this i thought about it long and hard okay and i said you know because the first thing comes to my mind is uh devil went down to georgia then you know the devil went down to georgia he's looking for a soul to steal and i'm just like why does bobby want my i thought i was like why does he want my soul and then i'm like thinking well bobby's not the devil bobby's actually a nice guy so I'm selling my soul to someone who's actually a nice guy, probably gonna do something good with it. Oh, you're not you're not gonna do bad things with it. So I'm like, this is a win-win for you, win-win for me. Let's do it, dude.
1: So for two hundred dollars, you yeah. will sell me your soul. You'll write it out, write it out. Would you do it, Amy?
2: I don't think so. But he makes a good point about the type of person you are. So I mm-hmm. guess oh record. yes mm-hmm. yes
4: yes I know you're gonna do good things with my soul.
2: Okay.
4: Now I've
1: been told too that hopefully later on in the show we'll have an attorney on. Oh okay. great. Yeah.
3: Great
4: because I never really got a straight answer from any attorneys out there on uh, Twitter about what about like legally what does this mean you know does this mean he can legally use my quote unquote soul for whatever I, I don't know because to me it's just a word. Like, you're literally not sucking the soul out of my body. You know well, what I mean?
1: Well, if that's the case, why didn't you sell to me for 50 bucks if it's just a word?
4: Because just in case there is a chance that you're actually going to have my actual soul, which I don't know what that means, uh, then it, that's going to happen. But again, I still think that you're a good guy and you're not going to do anything bad with it.
0: Lunchbox? Listen, Eddie, you are such a weirdo. Take the two. I can't believe it took you this long. I, I'm Bobby, you're getting ripped off. I'll do it for 185.
4: I don't want your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What's the difference? There's just something special about your soul, Eddie. <laughs> okay. And d- just just kind of for for fun, any ideas what you're going to do with my soul? I can't believe you're going to pay that much for his soul.
0: Like, he is just driving the price up for nothing. You are getting nothing in return. I feel like my
4: soul is worth at least $200. <sighs> what if I flip it? And I sell it to somebody
1: oh, else, like Taylor Swift's music.
4: Okay, you know how
1: they had it, Dang, the and masters. then they resold it. I have the masters to your soul. Interesting. Oh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put it in a jar. First of all, I'm gonna keep it here at my desk.
4: But you know what Taylor did too, or is gonna do? She's just gonna re-record those songs. So I might just go but they won't get another the soul.
1: They won't be. The, you have to buy somebody else's soul. It won't be the same. <laughs> Later on in the show, I will pay you this money. Good, cool. Two hundred. That's the deal. Two hundred dollars. I accept the deal.
4: And, and I, what do I do? Do I breathe into a bottle? Like what do I do?
1: I, I'm going to have you come near me. And I'm going to touch your heart. Oh my. Yeah. And then I'm going to take that and put it into the jar.
4: Well, my heart? No,
1: but <laughs> like the like aura combat. Yeah. And then you're going to sign the paper. Then I own your
4: soul. Okay. Yeah. Deal. I this is great, man. I, I'm glad we can do business. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're not a bad dude. I got you. All right,
1: that'll happen uh, later on today. So uh, stick around.
3: <laughs> Bobby Bones, come on.
1: We got this voicemail last night. I feel like I need to play this for you. This is a PSA. Here you go. Hey, Bobby.
0: I just want to let you know
1: to
3: make sure when people try to call this hotline number that it is not
8: 1-800. It is 1-877-77-BOBBY because it started ringing. And next thing you know, some girl's like... Welcome to the hottest chat line for men. It was some chat line with women. So just heads up to your fans and listeners. Love the show. Love you guys. Thanks. So if, if you
1: call us live or call the voicemail, 877-77-BOBBY. Wow. Did you know that? No. That the why, alternative why was I would would I don't know 200. that I've ever called... A, why in the world would I ever yeah, call this it's number?
4: probably that's the dumb. Yeah. yeah he wouldn't do that. <laughs> 1 800. Yeah, don't, no, 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 no. no. Don't even say it. (laughs)
1: Only (laughs) call 877.
2: 77 Bobby.
1: Yes. But thank you for that. I appreciate that. It's a PSA for our listeners. Here's another one we got last night.
2: Hey, Bobby. I was calling because
5: I noticed something that could be turned into a drinking game on your show. Eddie says, come on. And you can tell what type of mood he's in (laughs) by the way he says, come on. If he's playing a game and he's excited, it's, come on, Bobby. If he's disappointed in the situation, it's like, come on. (laughs) And if he's just really annoyed, it's, come on. So, Eddie, we
1: know exactly how you're feeling by the way you say, come on. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good
2: day. Bye. Eddie, how are you feeling today? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Really good.
1: Right, coming up, Amy's pile of stories. What's on the way?
2: So, an older sister is asking a younger sister to do something, and I need to know if you think it's ridiculous or yeah. not. And then, when are you supposed to throw out your Thanksgiving leftovers? It's a big debate with people are right now. Are you actually
1: going to tell us? I'm going to
2: tell you what the USDA says.
1: Okay. Both those. Coming yes. up next.
3: The Show.
1: Here's Amy's
6: pile of stories.
2: So it's the Monday after Thanksgiving. So you might be thinking, how long can I keep Thanksgiving leftovers in the fridge before it's time to toss them out? What's your answer?
6: Well,
1: I think everything's different. <sighs> I mean, meat, five days. <laughs>
2: why, why is the meat different than the like stuffing?
1: Yeah, and the potatoes. Well, well I would say dairy is different than meat just generally.
2: Oh, I don't know. They say cooked things. You got about three to four days. And what? That's, This is from the United States Department of Agriculture. That means people have until today to throw out the food or freeze them if you want to thaw you know it out later. You know if you freeze it,
1: <laughs> unless it's just straight meat. We freeze meat. But if you're freezing stuff, you ain't going to thaw that no. out. Nah, nah, it's fresh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so five days and it, it all has to go away today.
2: No, that five days was your answer.
4: Oh, three, three, <laughs> You're stuck with oh. the five
1: days. <laughs>
2: three to four days was from the USDA. And so today being Monday, that's, this is the deadline. Do you
1: guys feel, and don't hate on me for this, this uh, feeling, theory, opinion I have, that the leftovers at night are just as good, if not better, than the actual meal itself?
2: I mean, I, something about it is better.
4: Ooh, I don't think there's anything the, better than the fresh-cut turkey. It should, right? And that's why it's a controversial yeah. opinion. That's why it's been met with a lot of pushback. Yeah, because you have to put it in the microwave. But heat something it up. just feels
1: better about the the leftovers. Like there's no pressure around it. <laughs> you can get whatever It's portion size,
4: whatever. Maybe it's you've already tried it and you know what to expect. Maybe already. that's it too. Mm. But I had a good Thanksgiving. All right, what else you got?
2: So there's this older sister that is asking her younger sister to please postpone her wedding so that she can beat her to the altar because she's the older sister, so she should go down the aisle first. The problem here is the little sister's engaged. The older sister doesn't even have a boyfriend.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a big problem.
2: <laughs> and so the, sis- the little sister is like, hey, yeah, so I can't postpone my wedding for you because how long is this going to take? It is an interesting predicament.
1: It would have been an interesting predicament if they were both engaged. <laughs> yeah. It's... Downright lunacy. <laughs> <laughs> the other way we're looking at it. That's bonkers. Heard... I know.
2: I feel like her sister might need to get some therapy ASAP.
1: Caitlin, my fiance, and her sister, I believe the weddings are like three weeks apart. Pretty quick. And who's older? Caitlin. Hmm. And, and
2: she's getting married first, first? or second?
1: First. first. Yeah, we're getting of married course. first. Of course, Eddie. Of course. The
2: older one. She's going, for- was this a thing?
1: <laughs> it was not a thing. I just, it's a very... That's, that's a, really close for two yeah, weddings. That is. Yeah. Right, I mean, else?
2: her parents got to be like, what?
4: What What do you mean her poor dad? Oh, he's going to have to pay for two
2: weddings.
1: He's is not that... paying. No,
4: no. Oh, yeah, I got yeah. this one. Oh, that's <laughs> Dude, that must feel so good to say that. I got this one, Pops. Don't worry about it. I didn't say it like that. I no, did not think
2: you see it as like a feel-good thing.
4: No, not at all.
1: Oh. It's like, why would I not? Why don't I do it? First of all, he has another wedding to pay Tradition. for. Tradition. Tradition. Yeah, tradition's magician. <laughs> If I Listen, I was never able to pay for anything my whole life. Uh, and now I can? Great, hey, I love doing it. All
4: right. You wouldn't do it? I, I mean, no. It's tradition. I don't care about you. All right, what else?
2: So CMA Country Christmas airs tonight. So heads up on that. And Lady Antebellum, they're performing not one, but two songs. And Charles Kelly was talking about how the harmonies in the Beach Boys song, Little Saint Nick, are so high. And it's really hard for him to sing them. <laughs> Where's
1: the high part? Watch this. I'll sing straight, Eddie. You sing the. Oh come on! This will be what Eddie's (laughs) trying to get, (sighs) and he'll miss it because we're. But I'll be like, "It's a little Saint
2: Nick. (laughs) It's a little Saint Nick." Yeah, it's really up there. Yeah. Yeah. Hillary was saying, yeah, the harmonies are so fun to sing. And then Charles basically said, speak for yourself.
1: Because he has to go real high. Because
2: he's the one, yeah. You
1: know, we did a segment with Luke Combs a few weeks ago where we I, I broke it down that as was they were awesome. doing it. I was like, hey, Luke, you don't sing. Let's let your harmony guy sing. And you just hear the guy, you know, singing the Luke Combs song, but...
2: Only the high part.
1: His part. Yeah, that's That's
2: pretty All right, Amy. I'm Amy. That's my pile.
6: That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news.
2: With Amy. Tell me something good. So I got a shout out to this husband and wife, Michael and Heather Hudduck. They're from Texas and they have four children of their own, but they recently became foster parents to six siblings. Oh my. So that's 10 kids. (laughs) And now they have officially decided to adopt oh my the six <laughs> brothers and sisters that they were fostering and she said that they're just overjoyed because now the kids really are theirs and she's like I mean even in the foster process which I'm sure Eddie can speak to this it's felt like they've been ours but now nobody can change that or take that away from them so, which I'm sure is huge for the for the for the six kids How many kids total? Well, six that they just adopted. And four that they had already bylaws, That's like they kids. had of their own.
4: Yeah, Surely they have some help, right? <laughs> they have to have help. There's no way they can do I don't that know. on it's their
2: own. says the, the dad... house? What's the Listen, square footage? It says the dad, uh, like, worked for the government last year. He's a federal worker, and he received a lot of support during the shutdown. And so this was their way of paying back to wow. society.
3: Good okay. for them. It's awesome. <laughs>
1: wow. Okay. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good.
5: Okay. Here we go. Come on.
1: Hey, coming up, Sam Hunt, who could hear him play live. Also, coming up, we'll do Lunchbox versus the Ladies in NFL football trivia, as he hasn't lost yet. We get a lot of feedback about Lunchbox during this game. You got an email, Amy, not even the show account.
2: Yeah, no, personal email. Actually, to my podcast email, because she said she didn't know how to reach me otherwise, but that she needed to talk to me about the Bobby Bone show.
1: And it's about Lunchbox. Yes. Lunchbox, are you ready? Yeah, probably some good feedback directly to Amy. Here we go.
2: Hey, Amy, there's something that I've noticed on the Bobby Bones show that really bothers me. I know you maybe can't say much, but is Lunchbox really that much of a macho jerk, or is he trying to be funny? He's not funny. He comes off as rude in almost everything he does. Getting mad over his little boy sitting in a pink chair for a haircut will send a message to his child to be macho and rude as well. Boys like pink. He seems very arrogant and narrow-minded, and the fact that he always complains over the Christmas exchange is very rude. He should show gratefulness towards anything anyone gives him. I just don't think he's funny at all. He needs to change his approach (laughs) if that's what he's trying to be. I love listening to the show, but hope that Lunchbox can learn to be more open. Hugs.
1: Lunchbox, what do you think about that?
0: I'd like to say thank you for all the positive comments that that lady gave me because she said I am macho and I am very macho. (laughs) I mean, mean, that is exactly what I am. I'm a macho man, so I really appreciate her recognizing that and saying that I'm funny. I really do appreciate that and that I'm really smart. And that I'm a good dad, that I'm teaching my son the right way to live. I mean, I think she's got me spot on. So I don't, thank you to her. She said I'm, you're
2: a good dad. Does,
0: does Amy have to read the email again? <laughs> yeah,
1: she said, thank you for teaching your son that pink is not a color for boys. That's not what she said. <laughs> I'll say this. In Lunchboxes' defense, he's a good guy.
2: Yeah, I've replied back to her, and yeah. I, did, I said just that. I said, deep down... He's a really good guy. <laughs>
0: no, no, deep down, guys. On the surface, I'm a good guy. Everything <laughs> I say, I'm a good guy. I don't understand what just because I get upset about something, people get upset about waiting in line twenty minutes. But do they are they bad people? No.
1: Well, There's just certain things I that shouldn't be. What triggered her was you not tipping the hairdresser because she put your son in a pink car. You, I tipped less. Okay, you tipped less because of a pink car to cut her. To cut his hair in. And by the way, his hair looked like girl hair. Mm -hmm. I I would have
2: thought it was a girl. He definitely looked
1: like a girl. Yeah, well,
0: I mean, I said my son is here for his first haircut. So I don't know how you can mistake those words S O N. Do I need to spell it out for him next time? But hey, you know what? I don't want to be rude. I'm I'm just, I'm very happy. You know, I'm very, I'm just thankful that he got a haircut. What? Okay. is that what he's I'm supposed to, to be he's expressing
2: <laughs> gratitude or gratefulness yeah that lady said but I need just to just be happy during the gift exchange yeah you coming do up that.
1: The, in the next couple weeks are oh boy and who who bought, who has lunchbox Hillary the homeless rat oh <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: she's, that, she's a, a rat she went from a oh, rat cat, cat <laughs> to a rat cat. <laughs> look I'm a am a poet and didn't know it rat, cat, bat sat, <laughs> bat
3: who do, who do Amy me
2: okay.
0: yeah. yeah you'll get a new car no.
2: <laughs> but the limit I mean, is sixty nine. The, the limit sixty
1: nine dollars. Bobby will find a deal; he always does. <laughs> uh, I do have some on my sleeve, though.
2: You huh? do? Yeah, something
1: really nice. Yeah, I'm saying. I do I'm have like, something on my sleeve for for. Uh, well, s- well, Bobby the and I 69. exchange
2: gifts personally, anyways.
1: Mm-hmm. Outside of that, yeah. But I do have something on my sleeve for the sixty nine dollars. Nice gift exchange. <laughs> nice. Okay.
2: <laughs> Who wait? Sorry, who, who... Oh,
1: yeah, Hillary. What? <laughs> Hillary the Hillary, Hillary the homeless the rat. rat has lunch. For, and then he,
2: he says stuff like that. Then he wonders
1: why these messages R- come in. <laughs> and then right. we feel dumb for sticking up for him, going, no, he's a nice guy. Oh, that homeless rat back there. <laughs> uh, <sighs> let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. Here we go.
2: The morning corny. Have you ever tried to eat a clock?
1: Uh, uh I've never tried to eat a clock.
2: Well, it's very time-consuming. Nice.
8: Thank you. <laughs> that was the morning corny
1: dustin lynch now coming up lunchbox versus the ladies in nfl trivia and sam hunt in studio here we go coming from the bass pro shops and cabela studio on music row the bobby bone show yeah. i'm always fascinated when they take normal food objects and they make them really expensive like this $106 hamburger. Mm. I love these stories because I'm like, why? How? Like, what's in it? But Gordon Ramsay's new restaurant will have a $106 burger. And if you want the fries, they're extra. Oh. The Michelin-starred celebrity chef is opening up a London location of his restaurant Gordon Ramsay Burger. And it has a sky-high price tag on one of the the menu items. (laughs) Here's what you have inside of it. Wagyu Burger... S beef patty, seared wagyu sirloin, truffle picorneo cheese, and fresh black truffles. Amy, what is all that? I don't know what any of that is.
2: Well, the wagyu isn't that where the cow was massaged?
1: Ragou. No, ragu steak says uh, <laughs> spaghetti sauce. No,
2: wagyu, or whatever you say it, but that's where the cow was
4: is that what
1: that
2: massaged is? before it was sold.
4: Get slaughtered. out of here. They massage it before true. they kill it. Yes.
2: That's not
1: true. Mike, do you Google that? In fact
2: check that.
4: <laughs> Take them to spa day
1: and then
2: they- <laughs> What? They like do yoga. Cal, you massage. deserve a break. <laughs> and the cow's like,
4: oh, what a great
2: They put, yes!
1: they put some cucumbers on his eyes. All right. They did uh, read it. Fact check it. Here we go. It says some farmers do routinely massage their cows what? in order to relieve stress. They play the, the Indian music. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The cow's about to have love life. Here's <laughs> like, your robe, Cal.
2: <laughs> I'm waiting for my apology.
1: What? For what? You were right.
2: He looked, he looked at me and said, that's not true.
1: Oh, sorry about that. I, I said it most like that. I, no, meant, how, I meant that can wow, be Wow, Amy, trick. you
2: just taught me something. That never happens.
1: <laughs> you taught us all sorry. You taught us all.
3: I'm blown away. Yeah. Yeah, welcome. Thanks. Also, <laughs> what?
2: Also, <Welcome>. you know. <laughs> welcome. Hey, I was an agriculture major. Don't forget. But you also, when you're eating out, should always order a hamburger. Well done. End of story. What, how do you order it?
4: Medium-well? Medium. <laughs> I do medium, not even well, Dude. just medium.
2: Don't do that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah.
1: Don't do it. Wouldn't I want Wagyu beef? Because I'd want at least the cow that I'm about to eat to have had a little fun before he yeah. died. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That cow at least had a little better
4: life.
2: Yeah, that's why it's more expensive.
4: Oh, so you have to actually pay the
1: masseuse. money for the spot. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: You got to tip the masseuse, everything. <laughs> 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 I'm blown away that that's Wagyu. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Wagyu. This Wagyu burger, which features S B, beef, what's S beef patty? Bad idea. I'm not assuming. Know. I don't know. Eddie thought it, he thought it was ragu. <laughs> Stop.
3: <He thought laughs> you it was mean ragu sauce. on the burger? I got
1: it. It might yeah. be,
2: yeah.
1: Canadian officials were doing a COVID 19 update last week, and in the middle of it, someone had a hot mic and went to the bathroom. Oh, oh no. wow. It started Why? as a normal briefing with Dr. Jennifer Russell, Chief Medical Officer of Health, and then Education Minister Dominic Carty taking questions. But as one reporter tried to ask his question near the end of the news conference, he was cut off by this unmistakable sound.
3: Thank
4: you, Ms. Cunningham. Thank you, Dr. Tom Bateman. Times and transcript. Oh, hi there. I'm worried that. Uh,
6: can you hear me? Hang on one sec. <laughs>
3: I'm not me.
1: Everybody, please mute your microphones.
2: Oh, that's the worst.
1: That's the worst.
2: I've peed with a mic pack on before, have you?
1: Probably, but I don't care.
2: Yeah, I know. I I don't really care, but I kind of cared because I came out and all the sound guys had their headphones on and they're all like, hey, Amy, nothing to see here. They were just awkward around me afterward because I forgot to mute it. Whoops. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing.
1: Coming up, Lunchbox versus the ladies in NFL trivia, the guys undefeated. We're looking for somebody to take him down. He Come claims on. no woman can beat him in NFL trivia. Uh, also, Sam Hunt in the next twenty minutes. Be back in a second. Bobby Bone coming from the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela studio on Music Row. It's the Bobby Bone Show. Lunchbox is nine wins, zero losses on his quest to go sixteen and zero. Then we retire the game. Why sixteen, you ask? Because there are sixteen regular season NFL games. Oh, nice. I wondered that. <laughs> oh, Lunchbox, you claim what?
0: No woman will beat me in sports uh, football trivia because they don't know football. Okay, they're not smart as me.
1: They watch it, but they don't okay, know it. Okay, just needed a single answer. Um, Anita is on in Bakersfield, California. Anita, how are you?
5: I am great. How are you?
1: I'm good. We're really counting on you today because... I'm
5: going to try my hardest.
1: Do you ever hear the game and go, oh, I could have beat him that day?
5: Um, Last week. Um, If you didn't throw in that Jerry Rice question, I would have had him.
1: That's the one that got her, though, if too. If and candy nuts, right? Isn't that what they say, Bobby? If stands if, and, if, and butts were candy, we'd all have a sugar high. Is that Something right? Like I just that. kind of flubbed that. Okay. Uh, uh. Anita, so we're going to give you seven questions. He's going to leave the room. He'll be in isolation. We'll give him the same seven. If you beat him, you win, and you shut him up. If you don't, we have to hear from him for another week, okay? All righty. All right. Well, uh, what's your sports connection? Who do you love? How much do you love him?
5: I am a Supercharger
1: fan, like fanatic. Well, and they used to be it. called the, the Superchargers too, by the way. So if she said Supercharger yep. fan. They were also the Superchargers. Did you know yep. that, Lunchbox? No.
5: Okay. And I've raised three Supercharger fans too.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh,
1: Lunchbox, you got to leave the room.
0: Ah uh, man, she sounds so excited and so nervous. I'm gonna need another excuse from her. You want to work on that before <laughs> yeah, you get she, back. We, we, yeah. When you get lost and need, I'm gonna need an excuse. I need another excuse. You get it,
1: guys? Okay. I don't Anita, another excuse. Yes, thank you. Oh, okay.
0: That's, you get her Okay, excuse.
1: just go. He's yelling <laughs> at the door. Don't show. Anita, are you ready? I am ready. You'll get seven questions. Good luck to you. We hope you get all seven of them. Me too. Question number one. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson had the best-selling jersey for the month of November. What number does Lamar Jackson wear? Oh Lord <laughs> Already. Yep,
5: you know, already. Um eight?
1: Correct. Oh yes oh. Good job, Rita. <laughs> was that a straight guess?
5: Um well I was picturing my son's Madden game, so yeah, well. Wow, <laughs>
1: That's <it>. amazing. <laughs> this might be the perfect Okay. The perfect storm brewing. There are two conferences in the NFL, the NFC and the AFC. What does the AFC stand for? What does AFC stand American. for?
5: American. American Football Conference.
1: Correct. Uh. Good. Good job. The tuck rule resulted in a controversial finish to an AFC divisional playoff game in 2002. What two teams were playing in the tuck rule game?
5: Oh, um, Tennessee. And Raiders.
1: Incorrect. The Raiders was one of them. The other was the Patriots. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. I one. Got one. Tom Brady, Tuck roll. Oh. They won the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. There right. <laughs> Let's see. What city has hosted the Super Bowl the most times with eleven? What city has hosted the Super Bowl the most times with eleven Super Bowls? Um, this
5: is a guess. I'm going to say Miami.
1: Correct. Wow. She's guessing really good. She's doing smart guesses, right? Yeah. Like, you know it's a warm city because Super Bowl's in January, February. Okay. Next up. How many teams have never reached the Super Bowl? Five. Incorrect. The answer is four. Next up. Who was the first team to go 0-16?
5: Cleveland Browns.
1: Incorrect. The Detroit Lions did it in 2008. The Browns did it in 2017. Dang. Oh, okay. And finally, the greatest show on turf was a nickname for what record breaking offense? Time. Uh, oh. I'm sorry. Time is up. That
5: was a quick five seconds.
1: <laughs> it was. It did a, you got three. She <laughs> got three. Three out of seven. What was that last uh, one? I'm the disappointed in myself. St. Louis Rams, oh. Kurt Warner. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's bring him back in. I don't know what to do. To he kind of reads us. Let's just be
4: like, yeah, excited,
1: excited. Yeah. There
6: he is. He's on we go. Yeah.
4: You're in
1: trouble. No. Judge you know, by our faces, you, how do you think she did? Terrible. Because Eddie never says anything, and he's like, You're in trouble. Eddie, I told to, you stop being a poker. Yeah, Eddie you did. is yeah. terrible at poker. Okay. Whatever. next up. Lunchbox, you have seven questions. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson had the best-selling jersey for the month of November. What number does he wear? Oh, it's like a snowman. Looks like a number eight. Correct. There are two conferences in the NFL, the NFC and AFC. What does AFC stand for? American Football Conference. Correct. The tuck rule resulted in a controversial finish to an AFC divisional playoff game in 2002. What two teams were playing?
0: Oh, I remember it. It was snowing. They brought the plow out there to kick the game-winning field goal, the Raiders and the Patriots. Correct. Tom Brady looked like he fumbled, but they called it a tuck, and
1: it changed the course of football
0: forever. Oh,
2: okay, here we go. <sighs> What city what
1: city has hosted the Super Bowl the most times with 11? Ah, uh, I
0: mean Let's go with Welcome to Miami. Correct. Woo!
1: She's no way she's getting these right. How many teams have never reached the Super
0: Bowl? Have never reached the Super Bowl. Ah, uh, I know the Texans have never reached the Super Bowl. I know. The Jaguars have never reached the Super Bowl. And the Lions have never reached the Super Bowl. So we'll go with three. You forgot the Browns.
1: And the Browns. So I'll go with four. (laughs) Yes. You missed that one. All right. Oh, crap. The greatest show on turf was a nickname for what record-breaking offense?
0: Oh, man. Kurt Warner back there. Isaac Bruce. Torrey Holt uh marshall falk it's the rams from the city of st louis and finally who was the first team to go zero and 16 well the first team (laughs) would be a team that has never reached the super bowl they're going to be joined by another team this year it's the lions and the next team will be the jets
1: actually the the lions is the answer uh the browns did it in 2017 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went 0-14 in 1976, but again, the answer is the Lions. Man, First I got that one right. Ding, go, give OS me a 15. ding. Uh, there, he wins again, six out of seven. She only got three out of seven. Uh. I need an excuse.
0: Was What's your excuse, Anita? I don't have an excuse. Those were
5: hard questions. And I got the ones that you thought I didn't get right right.
0: Like what? What's one plus one?
1: I mean, gee. Okay, now we're second grade insulting. I mean,
0: come on, (laughs) Anita. Anita, Anita,
1: I'm sorry you didn't win. Thank you for playing. Love Bakersfield. (laughs) Lunchbox is now 10-0. Anita, have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. I'm just getting.
0: I'm going to get her an NFL rule book.
1: I'm I'm just becoming irritable at this game. Me too, man. We have got to screen ringers. He's a ringer. We have got to screen ringers. Hey, she passed all the ringer questions we got to elevate the ringer questions. If they can't come on and get five out of seven, they shouldn't be on here. Because no one's going to beat them. Now I'm starting to get angry. Mm -hmm. Hey, get angry at Anita. She was terrible. Terrible. Hey, clap it
0: up, guys. Go ahead. Woo!
1: Woo! All right, that's it. Thank you. Mr. Bobby Bones.
3: Get your Bobby Bones on. The Bobby Bones Show.
1: Sam Hunt next. He's going to perform right here in studio. He is in our Marathon Green Room. He's got a bunch of bluegrass players with him. Sam Hunt to perform next on The Bobby Bone Show. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something
3: good.
4: Daryl Slater of Kansas. He's 71 years old. And back in July, he got struck with COVID. So he and his wife, they quarantined for two weeks. His wife got well soon. He did not. He got sicker and sicker, so they had to take him to the hospital. The hospital said, man, this is the worst case we've seen in our hospital. We're going to have to move you to another one. So he went to another hospital. He was there for 96 days and eventually got off the ventilator. Wow. Yes, and then he had to move to a rehab facility where he spent seven weeks, and after a total of 118 days, he was released from the hospital and got to spend Thanksgiving with his family.
2: Wow. Wow.
1: That's crazy. Over yeah.
4: three months in the hospital. Yeah. My favorite part about the story. Listen, I love it that he's
1: back at it and getting to go in the, out of the hospital, have Thanksgiving. But when you mentioned his wife, you said she got well soon.
4: She did. She got just uh, like the cards like the, say,
1: the, get well soon. Like the balloon I yes. pictured in the hospital yeah. that you would buy her. I pictured someone <laughs> gave her that balloon and she did. She got well soon. That was it. Yes. All right. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. Here we go. Come on. Call us if you want. We would love to talk to you. you have a question for us, a comment for us? 877-77-BOBBY. That's our phone number. 877-77-BOBBY. Let's do the news. Bobby's Big Story. Pretty cool. Vanderbilt University senior Sarah Fuller, 21 years old, makes history as the first woman to ever play in a Power 5 college football game. She was a kicker. She joined the Vanderbilt Commodores. They got beat pretty bad. Missouri beat them pretty good. I was just watching, ready for her to take a get a, get a shot at a field goal or an extra point. Never. Did. Vanderbilt never scored a <laughs> touchdown.
2: Oh, but man. she did
1: kick the ball off. She kicked the ball off, starting the half, sending about thirty yards. And so we have a clip of this. Here you go. Vanderbilt Commodores coming
3: back onto the field. They will kick off to start the second half, and Sarah Fuller will kick off for Vanderbilt to become the very first woman to compete in the Southeastern Conference in a football game. And wouldn't you know it, history
2: (laughs) is on the field in Columbia, Missouri, as Sarah Fuller is about to put her right foot into a football speaking volumes to women around the world. And the kick down at the 35-yard line and Sarah Fuller, what a day, what a day in college football. She
1: joined the game after several players had to bow out because they tested positive for COVID.
3: Oh, okay.
1: And so they had, a, they had tryouts. And so she is the goalkeeper for the Vanderbilt soccer team, which is weird that she's the goalkeeper. Yeah. Like she's not an offensive player, but she went and tried out and was the kicker.
2: I don't know about much about soccer, but my daughter just started playing this year. And I think the goalkeeper, Lunchbox, you can speak to this, but they have to be able to kick really far, right? Yeah, to they get have it big away.
0: legs. Yeah, because they take the goal kicks and you kick it in punts. So awesome. They
2: usually awesome. have big
1: legs. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
2: And I love that the announcer was all about her, too. I feel like you could have got maybe some man that wouldn't have been so supportive <laughs> announcing. But this guy was legit.
1: I think they're all going to be supportive. Yeah. It was really cool.
2: Well, I don't know. Some guys are not.
1: She's my second favorite female kicker of all time, behind Kathy Ireland. Yes. And Unnecessary Roughness, a movie yeah. in the 90s. No. Or maybe early 2000s. That yeah, was early, early. Anyway, congratulations to Sarah Fuller. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's your story. Let's do another one
2: Bobby's Other Big. Story.
1: I saw the average adult commits constant financial mistakes, and they listed the ones that we're all making pretty regularly without really paying attention to them. Okay? Okay. Financial fails is what they're calling them. Number one is ordering takeout or delivery multiple times a week.
2: Oh, I feel like I'm winning when I do that.
1: <laughs> well, maybe you're winning at another part of life. That's
2: no, true. I know, but it's way too expensive.
1: We have a broken fridge. We can't get fixed. We have to go buy another one. Have I reported that to go buy another one now? Yes.
2: Oh, I don't know. Reported,
1: know like broken. I'm breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> breaking well, news. They, 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 they were like, we have to fix a part. And the part was like $1,000. I was like, what? Yeah, you might as well buy a new fridge. And they said, "Well, it's a two thousand dollar fridge or something like that, eighteen hundred dollars." It was in there when we moved in the house, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to buy a new fridge." So we said to get the part fixed, and they came out two weeks later when we haven't had a refrigerator, and they're like, "Nah, we can't do it. Now we gotta order you another one." It's gonna be a month without oh, a fridge, boy. so we're over here making financial mistakes, ordering out every night, every day, because we don't have a, <laughs> we have a really, really, really small uh, like kid fridge in the freezer. I know in, in the kitchen, and so it's just. Full of water and bacon oh
4: like one of those mini fridges yeah
1: you mean, it's like from college <laughs>
2: yeah okay like a wine fridge
1: no no, no. It's just like, like a college fridge like a, like a dorm fridge. fridge All it's water bacon there's one bottle of old Gatorade in there <laughs> another one is uh, ordering presents last second Ooh. because what happens is we have to pay for overnight shipping instead of planning ahead and that adds up online shopping after a couple drinks oh yeah <laughs> most people are too lazy to look up the cheapest gas in the area you can save 2-3 bucks per fill by just either finding it and or getting a rewards card.
2: Well, that works if you plan ahead.
1: Right, a lot of this is plan ahead stuff, Amy, which I don't feel like is no, your
2: No, I'm more so like, "Oh shoot, where's the nearest gas station?"
1: Because <laughs> I'm almost out of gas right now. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that's an interesting one about buying your gifts. Yeah. And not have to pay super fast overnight shipping mm-hmm. costs. You know what I got that was pretty cool? I got it for myself, but you know what I got that was pretty cool? Here we that, go. That, no, it's just a good gift to get someone. And I got you one last year. This is not a commercial. So, oh, man. man Crates is it's a company that sends real guy based things. It can be like whiskey or meat. I ordered the golf ball one for myself. <laughs> Just so you could open the <laughs> and box. And it sent me a li- no, not only that, but they sent they send you a little crate and it's full of golf balls that have my name on them, like and nice oh, cool. golf balls. That's awesome. But I would encourage you guys to check out mancrates.com. Do we have a code or anything? If we do, we can get, get them a deal. And if not, you know, that's fine. But it's, a, I went and bought me something on that because I thought it was so cool. But yeah,
4: Christmas time in the city. Hey, stop buying yourself gifts, please. What? Like, it's time for people to start buying you gifts.
1: Well, a lot of gifts get offered up. <laughs> like, you can buy these, and I'm like, that will be cool. And I never trust anyone to buy me anything. Anything, Mike? Okay, we'll let you know soon, I guess. Uh, thank you. That's the news. Bobby's Big.
6: Story. Bobby Bones.
1: A Florida man posted a video showing off his family's most unusual pre-Thanksgiving tradition. They thaw their turkey in the backyard swimming pool.
2: Oh. That's disgusting.
1: <laughs> Mark O'Donnell posted a Facebook Live video showing his family dumping the 16-pound turkey into the swimming pool behind their home, all for the reason of thawing out before cooking. Here's a clip of them throwing it into the pool.
6: Here go! goes! Oh! So,
0: yes, folks, we, uh, we thaw our turkey in the pool. That's how you do it when you live in Florida, right? And uh, tomorrow morning, we'll take that out. All right, well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
1: <laughs> Once, I put a bunch of steaks that were frozen in the, in the shower, hot shower, and thawed them. <laughs> what? Well, because I was in a hurry. And so I just turned the hot water on and, and thawed them out in the shower. Uh. Oh. Didn't end well. And then I was also told why it was a bad idea. I don't remember. But they were like, you shouldn't do that. But this guy, everybody's saying, hey, you can get chlorine in your turkey. Sure. But he said they examine it. The turkey? Yeah, in the packaging to make sure there were no leaks. Interesting.
2: Oh, okay. Sealed tight. Okay.
1: He said the turkey is removed after spending a day thawing in the pool. They've been doing it for 18 years. Okay, and no one's gotten sick. then I guess it
2: works.
4: Eddie, did you deep fry turkey? I did. I deep fried one and I smoked one. In the deep fry when it didn't almost catch on fire? No, no, no. I have an electric fryer. Which the ones that catch on fire are the ones where you have like a propane tank and, the, and they have actual flame that you're trying to fry your turkey with. I don't deal with that stuff.
1: A Thanksgiving blaze that destroyed three homes in Massachusetts <gasps> and injured a woman was caused by a deep frying turkey. Oh, oh. No. New Bedford residents heard an explosion around 9:45 a.m. This is from WBZ TV. Flames broke out at the home and quickly spread to homes on each side. A witness told the news station she saw the fire start on her neighbor's back deck while he was trying to fry a turkey. Mm. Quote, he says he was cooking the deep fried turkey and the propane tank exploded. I heard the explosion, but I thought it was thunder, she told the news outlet. Video of the incident shows firefighters trying to extinguish the blaze as the smoke fills the air. One woman was taken to the hospital. Her condition was unknown. And around 27 others in three homes were able to escape the fires. The displaced families were being assisted by the Red Cross.
2: Oh, oh that's awful.
1: Cooking anything with fire—you're yeah, an amateur—is da- dangerous. This
4: frying turkey fires thing happens more than we think. When I worked in the news, we covered at least one or two every year. Really? Yes.
1: Amy, your Thanksgiving? Hard-hitting news.
4: <laughs> How was your
2: Austin news for you? Ours was good. It was just family and like one friend came over. Food was amazing. Our neighbors gave us a turkey. So I didn't even know if I was going to do a turkey. But then they called and said, hey, we have an extra one. You want it? I was like, that's so nice. So they brought it over and it's like the best turkey I've ever had. So we had a good Thanksgiving. Played games, watched Hallmark Christmas movies and called it a day. Yeah.
1: If you missed earlier, we drove to Arkansas, spent the night, didn't get to hang out with anybody because my sister had someone that worked with her that had coronavirus. So then we just drove to Oklahoma, did a really small thing there and then just drove. It was a lot of driving. I think we spent like twenty hours in the car over four days. Wow. It was great though. I mean, it wasn't great. I don't like driving. <laughs> but it was good considering I like hanging out with Caitlin. We just talked a lot and listened to podcasts. We we take turns. I drive most of the time, but she's always willing to drive. I just get car sick. I get car sick driving, which is weird. And so but we switch off listening to podcasts. We listen to a lot of the morning toast. That's her podcast. Do they do that? Yeah, they're like, these are the five stories that get you through your day, or something like that. (laughs) It's
4: pretty funny. Um, Eddie, yours? Uh, Good Thanksgiving. Like, we cooked. I did two turkeys, a smoked one and a fried one, like I said. Um, Both turkeys turned out great. The spread was wonderful. Uh, the, The cool thing about having two turkeys with my four kids is everyone had a turkey leg. All the kids had a turkey leg, so that was awesome.
1: And... At your house, I uh-huh. saw two men in the bathroom. Yeah. They were doing what?
4: Yeah, that was uh, this weekend. It was, uh, it was terrible. So earlier in the week, uh, we were having problems with a toilet because I walked in in the kid's bathroom, and there was a rug in there and uh, toys stuck in the toilet, and he was trying to flush the rug down. And I go, okay, there's definitely a problem because the toilet's not flushing right, but I figured it's whatever's in there is just going to go down the pipe, and it's fine. Three days later, it never went down. So I was like, we're going to have to— call a plumber, and he's going to have to remove the toilet and see what's in there. Bones, he took out 10 toys that oh. our little foster baby put in the toilet and flushed down. And and I guess I thought they, got, they would go down a big pipe and get stuck somewhere outside of my house. No, they get stuck in the toilet. So when he takes the toilet off the floor, you know, the ground and unscrews it, I mean, all these toys just started coming out. Oh, wow. Which which I thought about. You know, as a kid, that's got to be a cool thing to have, like, some mystery hole where you put things in and it just disappears. So I can't blame him too much, but it was $400 for a, a repair that I wasn't wow. very happy about. $400. Yeah, brutal. So do
1: you have a conversation with your foster baby? No.
4: I mean, what does he say? Toy. Toilet. Ah. Like, it's all he says. You can't have a conversation with him. And, and the foster people, you know, they always tell us when we have these meetings, it's like, when you have a foster kid, you don't want to tell him no a lot. No are things they hear a lot from their old homes that they come from. So you want to give them that positive thing. And I'm like, I don't know how to not say no when he's throwing <laughs> like, something in the toilet. <laughs> anti-yes to this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a tough conversation to have with a baby that doesn't speak. $400, that's that's a lot. Yeah, it is brutal. I know. Now, my question is, does he get the, those toys again or did he throw them away? No, oh, those toilets were gone. The toys? I mean, the, toys. The, the, to- the toys. The toys went straight to the garbage. And I purchased uh, toilet locks and every lock, every doorknob. To uh, the bathrooms in our house, have a little plastic thing that he can't open.
1: Did you watch? Were you, was you telling me about Kane Brown's performance at the Thanksgiving yes. game?
4: Yeah, so he played halftime for the Cowboys game, and dude, he rocked it. Like I watch those every year because I love. I'm a Cowboys fan, obviously, and they're okay for the most part. The performances, they're fine, but Kane Brown's was. It was like a Super Bowl performance.
1: Really? Yeah, I didn't see it, but I have a clip of it. Here is Kane Brown performing "Worldwide Beautiful" during the Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving game.
6: If you're only seeing black and white, tell me how you're gonna change your mind if you're unmovable. Is
4: that good, huh? Yeah, it was really good. And you can tell they didn't film it that day. I guess with quarantine, no one's in the stadium. They could do it some other day and it would look the same. So I, I guess they did it a couple days before because they shot it in different places and fireworks. And it looked like the whole city of Dallas was rocking. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> That's cool. All
1: right, good. Lunchbox, how was your Thanksgiving?
0: Uh, it started out rough. I went in in the morning and I was like, Happy Thanksgiving, gobble, gobble, gobble. And my two year old goes, No, gobble, gobble, no Thanksgiving. And he was in a bad mood all day, but once we got the turkey on the table, he brightened up. He loved the turkey. We got food <laughs> from the grocery store just to go and we just heated it up. Best food I've ever had for
1: Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was a little bit like that too. No Thanksgiving. No, woke, gobble, gobble, up no up gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> I woke up a
3: lot of grumpy
1: well, thank all thanks all you guys for checking in, calling. We got a lot of calls here asking about Thanksgiving stuff. Hopefully we we kind of let you know what was going on with us. Let's
3: roll. It's the Bobby Show.
1: On the phone right now is John Morgan from Morgan and Morgan. Hey, Mr. Morgan, is it Morgan and Morgan and Associates? How do you how's the law firm described exactly?
8: Morgan and Morgan that's End it. Of, that's it. Just oh.
1: sweeten. What what kind of law do you guys specialize in?
8: Well, we specialize in personal injury, medical malpractice. That all contingency fee work.
1: Has anyone ever come to you and said, "Hey, I'm trying to buy someone's soul"?
8: Well, the devil has come to me many times and said, "I'd hey, like to buy my soul," but. He it, the price was too high. He didn't but sell. Yes, it, obviously.
1: Um, so, <laughs> right now, John Morgan from Morgan and Morgan's on the phone, and Eddie, yes. my, my bestest friend and a guy that I love dearly, has offered up his soul for sale, and I've agreed to purchase his soul. And what's going to happen is he's going to write me out a contract that says I, Eddie, give Bobby my soul, and he's going to sign it. What exactly, in your best legal perspective, happens once he signs that contract, Mr. Morgan?
8: With you, yeah, I believe that he has just sold his soul for a bowl of rice. What do you mean I a bowl of rice? It's it's. A, I'm giving him Two hundred dollars. That that's a bowl of rice because when you sell your soul to the devil,
1: I'm not the devil. Let's yeah, talk no, no, the devil going. Like thing. I'm going to do like great that, things Morgan. with this. Go ahead
8: then, then, the devil owns you. and when the devil owns you, you have sold your soul for a bowl of rice.
1: Are there any legal implications of selling your soul? Is it illegal first of all?
8: No, yes. is the it one li- thing the one thing we're giving given the day we're born is free will. So your best buddy has free will. Nice. If he wants to do this, this is this is all within his power.
1: Is it legally binding that once he signs over his soul that I get it?
8: Well, this is a new area of law for me. Now, with, <laughs> with most real estate, it has to be in writing. So the question, first of all, is will this be in writing? It will, yes. The second thing you have to have is consideration. What? Without consideration, there's no contract. So you're talking about two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So that would be that would be proper consideration. Nice, because right. he's agreed on two hundred dollars. So you've got a written contract. You have consideration, and then and then. But here comes the big, big if. He then has to accept the consideration. Yeah, he lost Once me. he takes the money, you. Oh, me. you have a valid contract and you own his soul. Okay.
1: Can yeah. he sue me down the line to get his soul back and use Morgan and Morgan to come after me? Nice.
8: Well, he could. It's it's kind of like a prenup. Now with the prenup. You can get those things overturned, but you have to prove some, certain things like, did he sign it under duress? Did you threaten his job? Did you threaten him? Did you threaten his family? And then the other thing would be, was he in right He did. <laughs> mind? Was I, he sane? No. Was he all, mentally competent? I haven't no. threatened
1: this guy in any way. I've tried to give him some gambling money. That's all this is. He wants to gamble on the weekends. Don't
4: forget about threatening my family. I
1: didn't threaten your family. Or his job. Family
4: is duress. Yes. Did you tell your wife about this? Yes. And she said? Didn't like it. But... (laughs) Did not like it. So, Mr. Morgan, can I ask you a question? Sure. What can he legally do with my quote-unquote soul?
8: Once you have someone's soul, you really... Own that person. You Once. can tell the most about a person by looking in their heart <laughs> and soul.
0: He owns you. So, I do.
4: Legally,
8: legally, Mr. Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> what could he do with it? He could actually sell it.
4: That's what I okay. say. See, I could turn it over. That's gotta be a clause he could, in the contract. He now
8: owns he now owns your soul. And because if the contract is valid, if there was consideration, if you accepted it, if you took the money, if there was no duress then and only then would he have the right to sell your soul. Right,
4: Eddie, he I'm could
8: vi- sell your soul. He could sell your soul to Howard Stern.
4: Good. that'd be cool?
1: Listen, I will. I'm Venmoing you the money right now.
4: Uh, yeah, and, and 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 Mr. Morgan, you're listening to this uh, under my address or what you whatever duress. you call it, yeah. duress. duress. There's yeah. no duress happening
1: here. You want it? You came Hang back to meet with it. Go ahead. If
4: you Venmo me, I'm not accepting that. That just goes into some account, right? That, if I never. Uh, so, now you're, so
8: now you're pulling back?
4: Well, I'm, I'm talking to my lawyer right now.
8: Are you was. going to do it with Bitcoin?
1: No, he's going to do it with Venmo. It's, oh, uh, Venmo. Yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my advice is if you're going to sell it, $200 not enough.
4: I'm not paying more. He already negotiated. That's my lawyer speaking. Listen to that. Okay.
8: It's not valid until there has been an acceptance and exchange of money. All right. Wow. All right. I like and, it. And so... Now, if he forges your signature, if he starts using your soul Nothing's without happening. your permission, mm-hmm. without a valid contract, then my best advice would be to call Morgan and Morgan <laughs> for a free consultation. Are you just so rich? Is that your commercials of are on? He is. Are you
1: so rich, uh, John Morgan?
8: Uh, rich, I'm. I'm. Uh, as I've told my children. To say, we are comfortable. Yeah, but are you really comfortable? I have a Falcon. I have a home in Maui. A real Falcon, yes. like a bird? Oh, no, like A bird airplane. or an airplane? Oh, yeah, an airplane. A bird. Airplane. Oh.
2: Do you fly it yourself or do you have a pilot?
8: I drink Maker's Mark in the back. Oh,
2: yeah, he's comfortable, all right. And I eat
8: Cheetos and the pilots fly it. Dang. Can
1: I borrow? So, can I borrow that plane as a Christmas gift? I think it'd be a nice little Christmas gift. Sure. Uh, like t-
8: five hours on it sure. for your soul. If you uh, yeah, if you give me your soul, <laughs> I will let you take the Falcon to Maui and play poker with Willie Nelson.
1: Can I? I just googled your net worth. Can I ask you if it's true or not?
8: What is that? Can I ask okay. you what,
1: what the number says here? Yes. Okay. It says as of 2020, the net worth of John Morgan is more than 110 million dollars.
8: <laughs> I I I hope. But so it's it's near that. You know, I have never <laughs> I have been asked a million times about my net worth, wow. but I have never ever answered that question. Okay, I like because it because I think it's uh, it's just kind of unseemly. Mm-hmm. Here's what I, here's what I'll tell you about net worth. There's a guy that owned a big Toyota store called Jimmy Bryan Toyota. And one time I asked Jimmy Bright, I said, how much are you worth? And he said, if you know how much you're worth, you're not worth much. What do you think about that? Well, listen, I know how much I'm worth, so it (laughs) must not be worth (laughs) much. Well, you really don't know. I mean, you buy a piece of real estate, what's it worth? What's it worth? Is, Is it worth what you paid for? Is it worth something more? Is it worth something less? But... Here's the thing about money. I watch I'm looking at birds fly outside right now. I'm at the beach at Pond Senlet. The birds are flying. they're happy. they seem to be mating huh? and they have no money.
4: That's what we should be doing
8: <laughs> and, they, and the surf, the surf is up yeah the women are beautiful nice. And you know what I look at these birds and I think dude, you're the luckiest one of all. Yeah. Where are you right now? Ponce Inlet, Florida. Oh, in Florida. So you're in, okay. You have a house in Florida too? I have, a house is, I have houses in Florida, New Hampshire, and Hawaii. <laughs> nice. But where do you reside mostly? Nashville, no? I reside mostly in, uh, now when I go to Nashville, I stay with Mark Miller. When Mark Miller, you all know who Mark Miller is? Mm-mm. Mark Miller was the lead singer for Sawyer Brown. Oh,
1: and yeah, I know, Mark. Yeah, sure do. Yeah.
8: When Mark and I were kids, we were, we, were, we were both Pluto at Walt Disney World. So when I come to Nashville, I stay with Sawyer Brown. Where, where do you live mostly? I live, I live mostly, I live about four and five months a year in Hawaii. Dang. Uh-huh. I live two months or so in New Hampshire in the summer. And then I live in uh, Florida. Well,
1: we appreciate your time. I think you've given Eddie some very valuable legal advice. Yeah. On with us now, John Morgan from Morgan & Morgan.
8: I but don't it. let me forget the most important advice. If you've been injured in an automobile accident, <laughs> hurt on the job, or the victim of medical malpractice, call Morgan & Morgan, fighting for the people. Love it.
1: There nice. uh, Offices
8: in Nashville. <laughs> I mean, we're our shows all over the country. So I mean, it, do you have offices? Offices, the United States of America. I have offices in all fifty states. By the way, there you go.
3: Oh, wow. We're, hey,
8: so here's the here's the deal. Wherever you are, I am.
1: Nice. Sounds creepy, but I'll do it.
4: <laughs> Everyone's looking over their shoulder right now. <laughs> You're
1: like, What's John Morgan is, <laughs> and, and and his second best advice: be a bird, mate. Be yes. bird. Yes. Yeah.
8: Women awesome. are beautiful. Best advice: Come to Maui smoke some willy weed and play poker with Willie nelson yeah but yeah right
2: now i'm on my way we have to quarantine for
1: 14 days not anymore he's gotta get a test before you go
8: maui Maui waui
1: john morgan thank you for your time we appreciate your your guidance and hope you
8: have a great day happy holidays happy holidays to you too my friend there he
1: is john morgan (laughs) an interesting guest for sure
8: (laughs)
4: Yeah, the advice I don't understand. I don't know do what. You, do you want to? Here we are. It's, what? It's crunch
1: time. Yes yeah. or no on Soul. Oh, side. dude, I, I'm
4: from Morgan, John Morgan and Morgan and Morgan, like, and all the people on Twitter, I'm terrified now.
1: But do you, yes or no. It's it's make or break time, buddy.
4: It's, I, a bowl of Rice is the one that threw me off.
1: May, but he but the 110 like million dollars. I know though, he's in
4: Hawaii and Maui, like with Willie Weed, and yes or no, Eddie. Oh, my gosh. Yes or no, Eddie? Oh, my gosh. Five
2: seconds. Oh, my God! Amy, Amy, Amy off what the do I do? Or it's off the I table. Say, no. Five. Amy, look at me. No, you're Four. not. Four. No. I don't need no. it? Three. No. no.
4: Two.
0: No.
2: Don't mess around with this. One.
4: No, no they say don't mess around. You're Why are you listening
1: idiot.
2: to them? The <sighs>
0: Lunchbox, did you have done it? I would have done it. You're such an idiot, Eddie. $200, you just paid $400 for what? bowl of rice no, no toilet, a toilet. toilet exactly so then it would have been half price but no
1: I'm too cool
4: it <laughs> would be half price and I give him my soul <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. terrible so Thank you're not you. doing it I don't think
1: so off the though. table off the table okay
3: there
1: we go off
0: the table dang thanks for wasting my time man. shit
1: Eddie was over at my house last night for a few hours we were hitting some golf balls around the house and Kayla went to Sonic and I said Eddie do you want a, a bobby water Invented by Caitlin, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, sure." you so hadn't had one yet. Not, never had one. And this is a little something we that that was invented, and it's uh, root forty-four water with fruit, strawberry and cherry, and the nerds, and the nerds kind of dissolve in the bottom of it with water. Yeah, yeah. It's all water. Yeah, it's the all whole water, thing's water. Right? By the way, it's a water
4: and uh, delicious. Thank you. Like, and I'll tell you what, Amy. Like, it was refreshing and it was sweet. <laughs> But not too sweet. Not too sugary. That- no, it was like a mild sugary drink. Very mild. But then once in a while, you would get a nerd stuck in your straw. And you'd be like, whoa, that was really good. Mm-hmm. It's how I stay hydrated these days.
1: <laughs> we, we went to Sonic a couple different places on our Thanksgiving trip. We went to Sonic in Arkansas a couple times. By the way, Sonic doesn't pay me a dang dime. Uh-huh. Nothing. Yeah. I don't know why. Because I'm their biggest advocate, supporter. Um, but we went and pe- we bought the water and you the, ordered the water yeah and the guy comes out and he goes you buy bones <laughs> <laughs> knew about the water we ordered <laughs> And then we d- we went to one in Nashville and the girl came out and she goes and we ordered under Caitlin's name on the app she came out and she goes she brought it out she goes is this what they call the bobby water and she didn't put two and two together
4: and I was like yeah it is she goes man we got a lot of orders for these that and is awesome she, g- she gave them to us and walked in had no idea they're starting to hear around the office like uh, word on
1: the street is bobby water yeah so uh, yeah it's it's, it's a little treat for you. It's great. Order it on the app. You don't feel dumb ordering it with the button. Yeah. <laughs> when you order with the button, they're like, what? Oh, yeah, no. You want to water lot. with fruit, nerds? Uh, that's what's up today. Morgan, what's on the podcast?
4: Sam Hunt was on with us, and he performed some bluegrass versions of his songs.
1: Yeah, you can hear that on the podcast. Sam Hunt performing today. And?
4: Eddie made a decision on selling his soul to you.
1: That's right. And?
4: <laughs> and everyone shared some details about their Thanksgivings.
1: All right. Thank you, guys. Check out the podcast Go search for Bobby Bone Show on demand wherever you listen to your podcast. See you guys soon. Bye everybody.
3: Yeah Bobby Bones
1: Show.